say you're right in the middle and you've been trying to figure out what do I do? How do I get out of this? Building a business is hard. Building something is not easy. Um, that's what we've told ourselves, right? But the truth of the matter is that I know for sure that we get to the middle of whatever we're building and we say, we must be doing something wrong. I got to turn back. Let me include someone else's ideas. Let me sign up for another webinar. I need to order a book. I need to hire another coach, whatever it might be. And I want to tell you, listen to me and listen to me clearly. Not only do you not need to do it, but it's the wrong move. In the next 10 minutes, I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do if you're in the middle, but I'm not going to do it alone. I have been knee deep this week in one of our companies called Do The Damn Thing Productions, and we have been pulling apart the truth, facts and data to a problem, a situation, a thing that is happening that is creating red hot boiled lava underneath me. And I decided to not just try to teach you myself, but I wanted to bring like the man himself. So I have a guest on. It is none other than the Do the Damn Thing production manager and the Matt Gill. He said something in an interview or an interview in a conversation we were having at Tequila with Tiffany and a damn near dropped me on my like butt and dropped me on my ass. I said my butt because I felt awkward, but it dropped me on my ass and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. So I know this is a long, super long, like roadmap. You're like, do I need to listen to this? You do. Don't you dare turn from this thing. This thing's going to change your whole life. It's going to give you perspective. But wait, he said something that made me go, what? And I was like, oh, I got to share it with the nation. Hey, you. Welcome to Build the Damn Thing. A place where myself, Tiffany Largi, and our amazing Do The Damn Thing coaches show you how to use your story to build it all. Whether it's your first six figures, your next layer of multiple six figures, or maybe you're on your way to a million. And if it's not that, it's the life of your dreams, where you are free, you are strong, and you are whole. First, we're going to show you how to use your story to build a strong foundation. And then next, we're going to show you how to use your story in sales and marketing to clean up the cracks. And last but not least, we're going to show you how to use your story to gather people. Because the uh, truth of the matter is that there's nothing stronger than being connected to people who just understand you as you are where you are so you can stop explaining yourself. I want to remind you that now that you're here, you are home and I officially welcome you to our family. All right, let's get started. Let this be like a pause. I want you to know that it's okay to be in the middle, but it's not okay to stay there. So let me have Matt Gill just jump right in and walk you into this experience he had, which sets the foundation for everything we're going to talk about in 10 minutes. One of my favorite things to do is to sit on my balcony. And uh, here in Arizona, we have the monsoon season. So we get an amazing, magical, light, sound, moisture storms that come in. And we get the monsoons that come in. And uh, one of my favorite things is to sit and just observe and to take in the beauty and the nature of the lightning and the power. And so I was sitting on my balcony and uh, the other night watching this storm come through and watching the amazingness and the beauty of this of the lightning. Mm -hmm. And I was very excited to see multiple like big lightning bolts that came in. And as, as the bigger they got, the more excited I got and the more that I was appreciating the moment. 
I had a few moments where I would, uh, I either I got distracted um, at one time I needed to go get some more iced tea. And as I began to just move and turn my eyes away from the lightning storm, as as soon as I turned around, I saw another lightning bolt. My instant response was, ah, I missed the big one. And I began to go through this very quickly within seconds. Yeah. Go through this journey of, damn it, I missed it. I've been spending all this time out here to see this really big lightning bolt and I missed the moment. I missed the lightning bolt. What I didn't realize, I, and I got discouraged. Like, I know it sounds kind of dumb, yeah, yeah. but I, I, would, I got discouraged and I was like... I get it because you've been waiting there the whole time. Yes. And you were like, wait a second. What I realized as I was having this conversation with myself having of conversation, like... conversation, you were feeling bad. I was feeling horrible. I was mad at myself. I, quite honestly, that that's really what it was. I was mad at myself because I knew I, I shouldn't was, have got up. I should have just stayed there. I, yeah. Waited till it was over. I'm not thirsty. I'm not that thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but what I, what I realized as I was kind of dissecting what happened in this conversation, I realized that I had discredited and I lost the other moments, all of the beauty that I had seen before. Yes. I I discredited and I I removed the value. I removed the experience. Of the two hours. That I got to see all the beauty of it. Feel the wind, smell the air, yes. everything. It wasn't just seeing the Dongon lightning. There was a lot of other things that happened. It was the experience. Yeah, for sure. And what I realized is as I was trying to get myself back into a happy space. Yeah. I heard a voice that said, that was not for you. Boy, let me tell you something. When Matt told me that a little while ago, I was like, what the force? You imagine that he said that he reconciled the experience and then he said, I, uh, by acknowledging that this wasn't for him. That he's like, I missed the big one. And the Mm. voice is like, did you really miss the big one? That one wasn't even for you. Right. So you didn't miss nothing. You had everything you were supposed to get. Exactly. The question then becomes like, why weren't you satisfied originally with it? Right. Which goes back to, I know part of my conversation and growing up has been, this is for them and not for me. Yeah, for sure. And so I was creating this conversation of like, oh crap, I missed it. We this do is all for all them. The time, though. Yes. You know, in business, um, I, I, I want to move this away from life and just uh, talk to whenever you're building something. Either you're building something, you're a part of building something. You could be a loner, you could be on a team, but you, you're in a place where you feel like um, it's not going right. Mm. You take a break, a pause, and then you're like, oh my gosh, they had an altar call for all speakers <laughs> who were black, you know, Jamaican, who mm. could be with Oprah. And then you're like, I missed the one time I could have showed up. Mm-hmm. And I, I hear a lot of people who've told me in the years, they're like, oh, but Tiffany, that could have made that happen. But 18 months ago, I got a job offer for $140,000, but I didn't take it because this is that. Now it's all gone. Life is over. What? Right. Or they're like, oh, but I could have gotten that client, the client who would have paid all our bills. I could have built that business. I could have. And, and I know that there's a place of regret. I know that there are things we do that we wish we could have gone back. I have that. Right. Not regret, but I definitely have two or three things we have done differently. But when you put it in the frame, that's like, that wasn't for me. Correct. I need to see what's in front of me now and enjoy it. Yes. It's not just see it. Because sometimes we're here, like, especially in church, it's like, oh, I'm going here and see all the things that are in front of me and be grateful for what's in front of me because the grass is green right here. All that other foolishness. <laughs> 
I'm also like, yeah, the grass might be green here, but let's just acknowledge the fact that we got some grass. Hmm. People in Arizona don't have grass. They got rocks. And you know what? The truth is, is that the grass may be greener on the other side, but it might be turf. It might not even be real. Correct. We don't know. We don't know. And it's irrelevant. Exactly. And it's irrelevant. Yep. If we could just keep that level of irrelevancy to everything that's in front of us as we're building, as we're in the middle, as we're going through, as we're walking through. Let me tell you something. When you told me, when you said, hey, um, that big lightning wasn't for me and then another one came, it wasn't for me. But then he said something else in the other conversation that you didn't hear. He said that eventually he sat out there and I don't want to say long enough, but I think that's the only words I can use long enough that he saw some amazing ones right. that were way bigger than the ones he saw in the mid in the beginning. And this is how I'm going to wrap this up. Because we are like, okay, I'm building this thing. I'm building it hard. I'm in the middle. But yet we don't hold on long enough to see the thing uh, uh, to fruition. So he was like, he, instead of packing up and going, packing up, packing up <laughs> from his patio right. and going back inside to his house, which he could have because mm -hmm. it's hot in these streets. He could have, but he decided to stay out there. He got himself more comfortable, prepared himself with more ice and water or iced tea, probably snuggled in a little bit more and said, I'm just going to be, mm -hmm. and I'm going to sit here. And by being and sitting here, he did the most powerful thing he could. He waited for it to be for him. Exactly. Waiting for it to be for him is the hardest, but it's also the most, the most, it's the it. Because your time comes when your time is supposed to come. But it can't come without you having the foundation of you seeing the little things that look like nothing to you. Because you couldn't appreciate the big one if you had seen 400 of those mother effers. You had seen 400 of the big ones, you'd be like, look at this. But you were like, oh, shit. Look at this big one because I got I had an hour of the little stuff. Right. You have something to compare it to. You have the foundation inside yes. of you yeah. to appreciate the energy, the feeling, the interpretation, the cinematography. I use that word in here. The cinematography <laughs> of lightning. Yes. Yes. I think this in itself is probably one of the most powerful, most important parts of building the damn thing, which is why I wanted to isolate it and keep it as it is. Because this story really, it didn't resonate with me. It taught me a lesson. It wasn't for you. It's not about the fact that you missed it or that was there. And it's not about what we've all heard. You know, it's okay. It'll come again. It'll come again. Don't worry about that one because that's different. Don't worry about that one. There's more, more fish in the sea. And I think that's the thing that we, because we become so, unless, unless we have evidence of other stuff. This evidence word, boy. <laughs> if we don't have evidence, if we don't have, evidence. if we are like, we are, our minds are our file cabinets. And so when we get an idea of building a business or scaling our business or launching a new product or writing a book, our minds are automatically designed to protect us. So we don't want to go down a alley of, of failure totally. so it's going to try to talk us out of even trying and really truly we call that negative self-talk but that yeah. actually is a powerful tool if you can learn to use your negative self-talk as a tool to move you forward those negative experiences those things that the business didn't work out yeah. or the launch didn't produce the results that you did mm -hmm. you learn use those as a learning tool and you build upon them so you have evidence of what worked through that, 
through that failure, through that lesson, you have that evidence and you celebrate that evidence so that your mind has something to go to when you're building. When you're like, okay, we've we've done a half a million dollars in sales and now we want to grow to a million dollar company. You look for what? Data, right? What worked? Same thing in our mind. You're looking for the evidence. Man, oh man. The world and build the damn thing alongside of it has just gotten schooled by the mother effing Matt Gill. Matt Gill, I feel like a radio host. (laughs) And tonight, I want you to play a cool jam as you think about how Matt impacted you. I hope that episode was amazing for you and you are closer to building the damn thing. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts were, what part you loved, and the action that you're going to go take. Because the truth of the matter is that the person who wins is not the person who gets there first. It's the person who takes action first. Now, I've got a gift for you, and it is at www.strackedhustle.com. It is imperative that you run there and you see all types of goodies, starting with the seven must-haves that you've got to put when telling your story. There is so much deliciousness awaiting for you. I would love nothing more than for you to go ahead and give us a thumbs up and a five-star review on not just this episode, but this entire series of how do you build the damn thing. Like always, if there's anything that we can do to make your weekday or month better, please let us know. And more importantly, I can't wait to see you live. Whether it's at Do The Damn Thing Live or in one of our communities, or maybe you're just hanging out with us on social media. What I know to be true is that I am meant to connect with you somewhere, and I can't wait for that day to happen. And more importantly, I can't wait to see what you built.